Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Lovely Wednesday morning. Joining me in the studio for Market View on Your Money is Ryan Huang. Ryan, good morning. Good morning, Adrian. Happy Hump Day. Happy Hump Day. As you can see, I'm not wearing pink today. I took your memo very and I'm wearing good. white. As much as I still love pink, but still. <laughs> Can't do that tomorrow. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good. So, one day closer to the weekend and it's a short work week. So, hey, yeah. tomorrow's the last day. Tomorrow is your last day, not my last day because I'll be here. Yes, you. big day. Uh, the presidential election on Friday. I will be here keeping you company. 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, Ryan, how have Asian markets opened this morning? All right. Taking a look at what we have, a bit of positive momentum after the positive action overnight on Wall Street. And that saw the S&P 500 up 1.5% for its best day in nearly three months. And the outperformer was the Nasdaq Composite up 1.8%. And like it suggests, we've got tech back in the news for some positive action. So that helps support some of the gains overnight. And looking at the action across the region, we've got a green start. You've got a Nikkei 225 higher by 0.4%. Australian markets up 0.9%. And looking at where we are right now for South Korean markets, the Kospi is also in the green by 0.7%. So this will be worth watching what's going to be happening for Chinese markets. We saw the Shenzhen Composite up over 2% yesterday. The Hang Seng Index closing nearly 2% higher as well. And that was off the back of some expectations that banks in China would cut rates to help with the mortgage pressures or strains. So some glimmer of hope that things could get some support in China. So that has been helping Asian markets yesterday and we'll see if that continues today. On to corporate news and something, a company we talked about last week, NVIDIA. Well, their stock closed at a record after Google's AI partnership. Now, we talked about their earnings last week and uh, NVIDIA shares jumped 4.2% to close at a record. The company also announced a partnership with Google that will involve its technology being sold through Google's cloud. Uh, last week, NVIDIA said quarterly revenue doubled from a year earlier. What's the latest on this company? Yeah. Which I will say the world is its oyster because the only way is up. They cannot be stopped. Up, up and away. How high <laughs> can it go? Exactly. Just looking at the past year, it's up over 200%. It's trading at around $488 Have right now. Have you invested in NVIDIA? Uh, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, and I, 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 think, thinking, I, I think now it's uh, it's too late. Is it too late? I don't know. Can you jump I, on a bandwagon? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. There's still time. There it's might so be still time. Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about it, there is a very strong story for NVIDIA, right? And you talked about AI, a lot of AI potential, and it's just partnered Google yeah. for its Google Cloud stuff. So people who use Google Cloud can get access to faster um, software, infrastructure, and so on to do their AI applications. So it will mean more demand for NVIDIA's chips. And this is going to be quite interesting to watch. Um, how much more NVIDIA can go? It's already risen so much. In the latest session, it was up 4.2%. Everyone is almost watching out for any string or any potential good news to try to price in these days. It's like anything is good enough to make 
NVIDIA stock go higher. So at some point, you have to ask, when is the profit taking going to happen? So that is the caution I think people have to factor in when they look at NVIDIA's stock price. Yeah, NVIDIA's business is booming because its graphics processing units or GPUs are being gobbled up by cloud companies, government agencies and startups to train and deploy generative AI models like technology underpinning OpenAI's chat GPT. So I guess uh, you're going to see them Going up, up and away. <laughs> You'll talk about it tomorrow, I'm sure. I am absolutely sure about this. What else has caught your eye this morning, Ryan? Okay. And also in the mix is how the economy in the US is doing. And if you look at the main headlines here, it's around the jobs market. And not so great news, but good news for stocks. So here's what's happening. You've got US job openings falling in July by more than expected to a more than two-year low. So the number of available positions decreased to 8.83 million from 9.17 million in June. So this is the Bureau of Labor Statistics Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOTS. So it marks the sixth decline in the last seven months. And the so-called quits rate, which is a measure of how voluntary job leavers are doing versus the total employment, that dropped to 2.3%. So less people leaving their jobs, which is an indication that perhaps Americans are less confident of finding another job in the current market. So the labor market overall, that picture is starting to moderate. So not as hot as before, cooling to some extent. And that gives some support to the idea that the Fed may not need to keep their rates elevated as long as they might have been thinking about before because the labour market is cooling off, which is what they want, but maybe not yet to where they need it to be. So some ways to go. And then another picture here is around the US consumer confidence unexpectedly declining in August. So reversing earlier gains from prior months as Americans seem to get a bit more cautious about spending, especially around rising gas and grocery prices. So that saw the Consumer Confidence Index dropping to 106.1 from July's reading of 114. So that is going to be worth watching down the road as we get into next month's FOMC meeting when we will see if besides the widely expected pause, we get any commentary about how long it's going to pause. So that's um, the, I guess, curtain raiser for those numbers. Before we check in with currency markets, Ryan, uh, let's uh, turn our attention to Asian trade now in terms of the big issues on investors' plates today. I can see Semcorp, uh, Fraser's Centerpoint Trust, Guaco Land. What's the latest on these companies? Also, Chong Seng and IHH. Yeah, I guess I'll start with the good news here. And Semcorp Industries has announced that it's got a partnership in Vietnam. To Amazing. Four new industrial parks. So it's going to bring the total number of Vietnam-Singapore industrial parks in Samcorp's portfolio to 17, making it the largest collaboration between the two countries. So good news for Samcorp's revenue. And if you look at also what's in the news, you've got Gokoland, not so great news. Real estate group Gokoland reporting a decline in its net profit for the second half, down 54.5%. And this was attributed to the absence of fair value gains on interest rate hedges as well as rising finance costs. So that is weighing on Gokoland. And also, 
not so great news is IHH Healthcare, the Malaysian hospital operator, reported a 51% drop in net profit to around $87.9 million for its second quarter ended June the 30th. And this was also due to an absence of exceptional earnings, which pushed up the base last year. And more bad news, and this one comes from Tiong Seng. So Tiong Seng, a bit of a scandal going on here. It received a whistleblower report about its former managing director of one of its units, Robin Village Development. Uh, so this is Michael Sia and his wife, Neo Kim Neo. So the accusation here is they allegedly diverted business and profits to SW Metal and Construction, a company owned and controlled by their daughter. So they are investigating this. Controversial. There's a police report being made. So that's going to be in focus for Tiong Seng. And I suppose on a brighter note, Fraser's Centerpoint Trust has... Give us some good news, Ryan. Divested Mm. its ownership in Changi City Point. For $338 million, yes. Is that before? (laughs) It's pretty near Expo. Yeah, no, have not been yet, but uh, just looking at the pictures, I'm... uh, if you're into um, what's called the wholesale outlet, you know, outlet malls, discount any, stuff. Any, anywhere where we can save money, Ryan, you tell me all the news, I will be heading down. In yeah. this period of inflation, this is a must. <laughs> so I suppose it will help yeah. FCT to raise some cash. And they say the cash will be used um, towards repaying certain debts mm. and also to lower its gearing and boost its financial position. Check it out. The property has 128 tenants, including uh, FairPrice, Finest, and Daiso. Total shopper traffic stood at about $7.5 million for the period between October 2021 and September 2022. So they did yeah. pretty well. Lots of sportswear and clothes, yeah. so you can get more pink apparel there for your wardrobe. Of course, uh, <laughs> I will not shy away from that. Ryan, let's check in with the currency markets. Now, what stands out to you? Let's uh, compare the US dollar, of course, and the Sing dollar. Yeah, we are looking at a couple of things. I think what stands out more for me today is Bitcoin. Okay. And this is where we talked about it yesterday briefly. Bitcoin prices mm. um, on a bit of a bounce. And this on the back of a US Court of Appeals for the DC Circuit saying that the Securities and Exchange Commission was wrong to deny crypto investment giant Grayscale permission to convert one of its popular Bitcoin trusts into an ETF, uh, which would then make it even more accessible and tradable on the stock market. So this gave some glimmer of hope to investors that maybe we will get an ETF down the road. Well, at least one step closer. So that gave the boost to Bitcoin prices, which jumped over 7% overnight. And other cryptocurrencies joined the party as well, as well as other crypto-related equities like MicroStrategy. Okay, so looking at the US dollar, there is a play here today to keep an eye on. And this is after the moderation and jobs data we got, which indicated that the US economy is softening. So that also brought down the expectations that the Fed might need to do more and in turn, yields on 10-year notes inch lower. And that is, in some sense, taking out some support for the greenback. And then the pairing to look out for would be the Aussie dollar versus the, the US dollar, uh, which, of course, we'll see some action from the RBA from its new 
Governor Michelle Bullock, incidentally, the first female governor for the RBA. And this is where we are perhaps expecting some hawkish commentary that could help prop up the Aussie dollar. So if that happens, then this could see the Aussie dollar move closer towards the 65 cent mark. That's the one to watch out for. Yeah, very interesting. Therefore, our last story of the day, Ryan. We turn our attention to something that I've got in my hand, which is an iPhone. So Apple has sent invites for its September 12th launch event. The new iPhone 15 is expected. It will hold a press event, of course, in its headquarters in Cupertino. On September 12th, where the company is expected to announce these new phones. Remember, we brought that story about how the iPhone 14 Pro Max is the most shipped phone in the world. Yeah, so... Yet another iPhone for people to jump on board with. And what's going to be worth watching out for is what's going to be in the new iPhone. And there's going to be some speculation about, first, I think the big one is the uh, charging port. It typically uses a lightning connector. Yep. The USB-C charging port. This is after the European Union passed a landmark law in October requiring all mobile phones, tablets and cameras sold in the EU to use USB-C for wired charging. Yeah, you know that annoying thing that happens when you ask for a charging cable and then people ask you, are you using Apple or Android phone? And then you don't have the right cable. Well, that could be a thing of the past. It's in the uh, taxis as well. A lot of times I've been uh, sort of, uh, I find myself uh, wondering, I don't have the relevant sort of point. Adapter for it. Exactly. So, well, that plus new colors, I'm not sure what more... Uh, what fantastic colors we can see an iPhone in. So that's something else. Better battery life, faster charging times. Also, um, I guess, better materials. I heard titanium. Yes, I'm just reading that story. According to reports, uh, some of the new devices uh, could be made of titanium. The company also uh, plans to announce new Apple Watch models at the event, including an updated version of the high-end Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, Also, they're going to launch some new um, software, the new version of the iOS. Um, This year, the iOS 17 software includes a more visual caller ID called Contact Posters. Better autocorrect, which is always good. Yeah, you know how when you want to spell duck, it comes out as something else? Yep, 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 absolutely. You, you, you've got that uh, straight on. Anything else you're tracking this morning, Ryan? Something right. else you've caught your eye? I know we only have today and tomorrow, and of course, uh, Friday is a public holiday here in Singapore. So something else you're looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to the presidential elections. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I think we be- all are. Uh, something I'll be watching out for. Uh, also, I guess if you want to be looking out for stuff to keep an eye on, uh, you've got also some of the earnings coming through, and that's got HP, the laptop as well as printer maker. They've missed their sales goal. That's a reflection of the slump in the PC market as well as sluggish demand in China. I think that is quite a common theme to keep an eye on. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's pretty much most of the stuff on my list today. Thank you very much for your time this morning. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Adrian Abraham. You'll be listening to Market View on Money FM 89.3. Stay with me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.